Well, this morning we have two special guests, uh, and we're going to talk about French, the French language, and in particular, street French. <laughs> and to talk about street French, I have here Maya and Charlie from Paris, and they have a YouTube channel which teaches people how to speak street French. So perhaps I could ask you to introduce yourselves. Salut. Salut, hi. My name's Charlie. And I'm Maya, and I'm French. And I'm American, and we both yeah. live in Paris. Right. And yeah, and we started Street French, especially uh, because of you, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like my story about how I learned French in school and how it wasn't very effective in real life situations. And uh, I got really into learning like slang and just like that really casual way that uh, a lot of people speak in everyday life. Mm. Now, for me, of course, that's uh, backwards because I uh, I'm not very good at street French. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm the same as you in the sense that I didn't really learn it at school, but I mm. learned it when I got interested in French civilization, French culture, and I studied in France for three years. But uh, and I should say that uh, after this video, we're going to do another one for their channel where they're going to challenge my knowledge of street French and slang and I will do very poorly. <laughs> but, so tell me, uh, is it that you want people to learn the slang or is it that the so many people are interested in slang that that kind of brings them to the language? Um, it's a little bit of both. A lot of our clients, they come to either study in France or they come here for work and they find that they're not very effective at speaking the language because they only learn textbook French. Mm. And they find that people speak very differently in real life. Mm. Right. Yeah, I guess it's not only focusing on, on slang words, but it's more right. the spoken language that is pretty mm -hmm. different from literature and everything mm. you find in textbooks. So what are your techniques? How do you help people acquire the spoken mm. language? Um, something that we tell people that's probably the most important thing is to speak with someone. You have to have a friend, at least one person that you could practice with mm. fairly regularly. And I find right. people are really just stuck in textbooks mm. and they're, you know, yeah. trying to do their homework and they don't practice actually using the language. And so it makes sense that they're not very good at it when they try to hold a conversation. Yeah. Usually they think now, they can learn a lot ahead. of things and then just like, okay, I'm going to start talking now and it's going to work out on its own, you know, but it's something you need to practice too. Mm -hmm. So, a couple of questions. First of all, if someone lives in Boston or mm -hmm. Buffalo, New York, how do they find someone to talk to? Oh, the, the, interesting, the interesting thing about that is I used to live in LA, that's where I'm from, and I found a group on meetup.com, mm -hmm. and it was a group of people <laughs> learning French. They were all, most of them were Americans, or they weren't like native speakers, but they knew mm -hmm. more than me. And just going there every week for like two years really helped me a lot. It helped me learn how to converse. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's very interesting because, I mean, we have meetups here in Vancouver as well in different languages, Japanese, Korean, Chinese, French probably. And they also have this Mundo Lingo. Have you heard of them? Mm, no. Mm. And there's also the Polyglot group in Paris. I mean, there are groups that yeah. one can find on the Internet where you can get together with people that mm. see the language exchange or things of that nature. Yeah. Okay, so meetup.com. What other bits of advice do you provide to people? Like uh, to find someone to practice with? <clears throat> well, mm. or, you know, you said, okay, first of all, find someone to practice with mm. regularly. Mm. Meetup.com, I should say, is only just one example of that. Yeah. Uh, you could also find other... someone like to Skype with. There are different websites where like conversationexchange.com, I think that's what it's called. I work with someone who's, uh, you know, she's a grandmother. She's retired. She's at home. And she has mm -hmm. like four or five friends in France that she met on that mm. site, Conversation Exchange. And right. they just chat on Skype, you know, regularly. Mm. And I just saw her, I mean, she's made like 
a lot of improvements <laughs> in, in about a year. She's, uh, she's pretty conversational now. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. So, so are there uh, sort of particular sort of phrases or, you know, aspects of the language that mm. you teach or stress in your videos? Yeah, actually, we, let's say, like the ebooks uh, you wrote and, mm. and we worked on together, we kind of uh, leave out some parts of the French language that we don't use in spoken French. Like, for example, mm. some tenses, like passé simple or things like that, that you're never, ever going to hear a French person he use. Mm in spoken right. French in with friends or even in formal situations. It's like in mm -hmm. French you have like spoken French, then you have formal, like to be polite, and then you have like super high level <laughs> formal that's like way too much. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we try to like avoid and and I see. <laughs> yeah, like one example okay. a lot of times people say comment dit on like when they want to ask what something means. And right. the average French person is probably not gonna say it like that. They'll say comment dire. Mm. Um Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we we, oh, okay. we show them differences like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or like yeah, asking questions. Yeah. And, and yeah. So so uh, <laughs> in your typical video, then uh, you would uh, take some examples and then show how they're used. Mm. Is that how it's done? Uh, sometimes. I mean, we we do all kinds of videos. Sometimes <laughs> we just have a conversation or we just discuss like a different topic. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Or we have one video where we talk about why you shouldn't use inversions in mm. in conversation. I mean, if you want to, it's just that. Most French people don't use inversions when, when they speak mm -hmm. yeah. in everyday right. life. Yeah. yeah, we either give tips like that or we try to mm -hmm. make videos and lessons. And it actually, our private lessons, we do that like that too. We start from the conversation and we m make it a lesson. So, okay, I want to say this. Or let's say you watch a video and they said a certain things. Why did they say it like that? We always like focus on that like on, yeah yeah I, I react to some celebrities speaking french oh they said that that's interesting or they could have said this better like more natural etc yeah. more naturally so uh, are your videos then essentially all in french mm -hmm. uh no a lot no. of them are in english no. some of them are okay. lessons some of them are in french some of them are mm -hmm. you know maya re reacting to a french celebrity to a celebrity mm -hmm. speaking french yeah, we're oh, Okay, so those those that are in French, do they do you provide transcripts or subtitles? Mm, uh, the the ones that are in French. Yes. Um, some some of our vlogs have subtitles. Yeah, some of some them can. don't. Yeah, we mm -hmm. we would like to have more, but uh, uh, as long it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to hire someone who can who can do the transcript for us yeah. to yeah. have more people in the team. I... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, my experience in France was that, uh, you know, I went over to France in the 60s and I studied there for three years. And, uh, but I agree with you, textbooks, textbooks are hopeless because the, 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 the text, the writers of the textbook think that they can teach you a certain structure with this, mm. you know, lesson, this text. And of course, we gradually pick up these different structures. We don't mm. necessarily learn something because it was included in mm. this particular lesson. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a great believer uh, I I'd certainly agree with you that you have to speak a lot, uh, mm. and you pick up a lot when you're speaking with people mm. because you hear how they're speaking. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm also, as you may know if you've seen my videos, I'm a great believer in lots of input, lots of listening and reading. But it has to be uh, things of interest, mm. and and you're quite right. You have to notice, and, or perhaps someone has to point out to you that uh, in the written language they use the passé simple, which isn't used in the, mm. in the spoken language. So, uh, but I, uh, I, I, I agree with you. You have to, you have to get out there and use it. But in order to use it, you have to have a, a certain amount of vocabulary. You can't just start from ground zero. Right. 
Mm. Uh, otherwise, you can't understand what people are saying. You can't say anything. So I think it's a combination, at least in my approach, a combination yeah, of definitely. lots of listening and reading. And, and then, and now, <clears throat> do people that uh, come to you, like, are some of them sort of intimidated oh, about yeah. speaking, afraid to speak? And, and yeah. if so, how do you deal with that? What advice do you give them? Well, I tell them to try to envision the conversation before it happens, mm. right? Like, I tell mm -hmm. someone, okay, you're going to go to a meetup. You're going to get past hello. Then you're going to, you know, you ask them how their name. This is, or how, you know, you ask them what their name is. This is how you do it. Mm -hmm. After that, right. you'll probably say, mm. on peut se tutoyer. Est-ce qu'on peut se tutoyer? Can we use tu with each other, right? Right. And then right. after that, okay, maybe you'll ask them if they had a good day mm. or if they, right. if they had a good, uh, good weekend. And then mm -hmm. after that, you know, mm -hmm. it's only natural that they ask you. So prepare, mm -hmm. you know, something to respond to that. And it's, um, right. it's just a lot of practice. And then maybe yeah. it might not go perfectly well the first time, but it was practice. And the next time it'll go better and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. I guess it also helps them that it can go back and forth between like going out, having real conversation and having like a, a feedback or, you know, like, a, how do you say like a check or, you know, like a, a sum up, like in a lesson, like, okay, I couldn't say this. Or they can really right. analyze what they, they, they don't feel alone. That's basically well, what who provides that an analysis. You, you provide yeah, that. Yeah. Like the private lessons we do. With oh, I see. So you offer private lessons mm. yeah. uh, where they can talk about some of the problems they had things they weren't mm. able to express or didn't understand yeah. well our lessons are really focused on conversation right we'll have right. a person speak mm -hmm. about whatever they're into mm. or for some mm -hmm. sometimes someone wants to practice like a job interview or right. if they you know they're just coming to like travel around france for a bit mm. okay this is what you need to order in a restaurant this is what you need mm -hmm. to mm. ask where the restrooms are and yeah. that sort of thing right. it's really a custom lesson everyone right. is different mm. um, right Okay. And so where are most of your customers located? Uh, really yeah. all over the world. We have, mm -hmm. um, we give Skype lessons and we have students everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, probably mostly the U.S., Australia. Yeah. I guess our audience right. on YouTube is mostly from the U.S. On Instagram, there's a lot of people who are from Iran or, or India. Yeah. Or like, there's people all over the world, really. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, another mm -hmm. question. Uh, French as a language, I mean, it used to be the diplomatic language. It was, right. it had a very high level of prestige. And, mm -hmm. and recently, you know, it seems like the whole world is learning English. And then you get a, people who want to learn Chinese or Japanese. And mm -hmm. how, what's the appeal of French? Why do people <laughs> want to learn French? I mean, I love French, mm -hmm. but I'm just wondering what, what is the status of French in terms of its level of popularity and the reasons why people learn it <laughs> That's today? interesting. I think it's really personal. What we saw mm. in everyone we met, they all had either like they wanted to get in touch with their origins, you know, like they had oh, family yeah. centuries ago in France and they wanted to explore that. Others wanted to come to France to work because I don't know, mm. one was from, from Greece and really feels attached to the European uh, uh, culture. I guess she worked in Germany, but she didn't really like it there. She preferred the French, it, I don't know, the French culture, I guess. It really is so personal mm. from person mm -hmm. to person. Yeah, I've even had okay. some um, like doctors and nurses on their way to Africa to work with like uh, Doctors right. Without Borders. Mm. They'll take a couple mm -hmm. lessons with us mm. um, before right. they start their humanitarian work down yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. not like one appeal for everyone like 
Chinese, oh, it's it, it could be good for business or English too, but French mm -hmm. is more like, I don't know, it's more precious. It's more personal, mm -hmm. I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a lovely language. And I mean, personally, I was attracted uh, in the 60s by, you know, mm. uh, the culture, La Nouvelle Vague, the films and stuff. Right. And I, I lived there in the 60s. It was magic. Uh, <laughs> I was in Grenoble for one year and then two years in Paris. Oh, nice. I had a bicycle. I had the Chambre de Bonne, uh, you know, and I bicycled off to uh, Sciences Po every nice. day, uh, <laughs> crossing uh, La Place de la Concorde on my bicycle, dodging the... Uh, <laughs> cars oh, yeah. uh, it, was it was already fabulous. crazy of, uh, back then because <laughs> it's still oh, crazy yeah. today once you reach that level of crazy you can't get crazier so <laughs> you've got uh, the car on the inside trying to get to the outside right. uh, you know and i'm there in between yeah. hoping to survive every morning <laughs> exactly but uh, no i loved it uh, i loved it absolutely oh that's great i think it's great that you're promoting french mm. uh, i think it's great that you're I think people have to kind of get a sense of how people use the language, and you're quite right. Very mm. often, the books don't provide that. Movies don't even provide that. I find no. sometimes the dialogue mm. in movies, or and that's in any language, the sitcoms, whatever. It's a little, it's artificial. Mm. So it's not really how people use the language. So, yeah, if you can help people, you know, mm. sound like they're natural. Which and here's another question: to to speak to use the language the way people use it makes the native speaker feel more comfortable. Mm. Exactly. Uh, but it doesn't require a perfect accent, yeah, exactly. in my experience. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think pe people are far too obsessed with accent, mm. whereas really it's, it's the word choice and, and yeah. the, how they express themselves that mm. matter. Yeah, definitely. Is that, do you find that your customers uh, or your, your people you deal with are a little obsessed with accent or not necessarily? Some of them can feel very self-conscious about their accent. Mm. And I keep telling them that it's fine. I mean, we all know someone who speaks English or like their native language with an accent, but we can understand them more or less fine. Right. Mm. And it's just really about putting yourself out there and, and just trying. Mm. Exactly. And, and, and not only, I mean, I've dealt with so many non-native speakers of English in business. And it's not that just that we don't mind their accent. When we hear someone use the language well mm. with an accent, I'm always impressed at how well they use the language. Mm. The, the accent is almost irrelevant. If I find someone who's, uh, you know, I oh, Steve slaps me on the back and thinks he's being very, you know, <laughs> Canadian or something, but he can't speak very well, I'm not very impressed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah getting that. It's a caricature, right? <laughs> it's, exactly, it becomes a caricature. caricature. Okay, well, we will leave uh, details to your YouTube channel and any other relevant information in the description box. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's always good to connect up with uh, language entrepreneurs who are promoting the learning of different languages. Yeah. And, and now for your channel, we're gonna, you're going to quiz me on my knowledge of slang, and I think I'm going to do very poorly. But I never <laughs> worry about putting myself out there, as oh, you said. That was great. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Thank you so Bye -bye. much. Bye.